Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from the Olivet Discourse Commentary, trying to explain what Jesus was asked by his disciples and what his answer was. We've gone through the basic things now. Everything that they asked has been answered. He says that a specific sign, the abomination of desolation, signals the beginning of the end after which Jesus comes. False prophets will claim that Jesus has returned during the tribulation. That's 24, uh, Matthew 24, verses 23 to 25. Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or he is over there, or over here, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will provide great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. Mark says essentially the very same thing. There have always been false prophets and false Christs. This passage is specifically aimed at the tribulation period and given to a church that will be here present and needing such advice. Notice the use of the term elect again. If indeed these are the Jewish elect, hidden away from the main catastrophe, perhaps they're made aware of prophets in the communities around them, surrounding them who are saying that Christ has indeed returned. And even though Jesus will have manifested himself to them in ways that break their hearts, some may be curious about what they're hearing in the community. Or these elect are the church itself. If so, we have here proof that the church will be present during the tribulation for those who would still doubt this, and I do not have a doubt about that. Notice how signs and wonders are given to unbelieving fakes. And not only then, but now. We need to be followers of Christ and his word. And if signs come, let them follow, but never lead. And now Matthew heard one more word of warning about Jesus coming. And that is an instantaneous return. Matthew twenty four twenty six. So if they say to you, behold, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. Or behold, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. So if he's in some wilderness or some hidden room, he's, he's, that means he's taking a slow, gradual approach to his return. I've heard some push forward the notion that it's the Spirit that's being referenced here. He will slowly but surely over the years, if not the centuries, rise within our consciousness as body, and one day we will just know he's here. He's returned. <laughs> Hogwash is the proper term. That's not a biblical term. Hogwash is the term to refer to this sort of teaching. Why do people insist on everything except what God said? God says here it'll be as quick as the lightning, as fast as a gathering of vultures over a dead body in the countryside. One moment he's not here. The next moment he's here. And still no mention of a secret coming. 
or a separate coming, an escape route. I think we're now ready to answer fully the question the disciples asked. What will be the sign of your coming? He's spelled out several years of clear events that will take place. And now, the signs in the heavens. And, and here comes Jesus. And it's after the tribulation. 2429, immediately after the tribulation of those days. 1324 of Mark, but in those days after that tribulation, the Son of Man is now about to come. Absolutely no hint of his coming before now in Matthew 24. What will be the sign of your coming? asked the disciples. Answer, an extended time of tribulation, unprecedented in the annals of history, then signs in the heavens that will be unmistakably unnatural and multiplied, then I will come. How specific could his answer be? How could it have been clouded so thickly with the opinions of men? The word is after, after the tribulation Jesus comes, not before, not in the middle of, after. I want to shout it. People still won't hear. And then the sun and the moon and the stars all react. Matthew 24, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. And the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Mark 13, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven. The powers that are in the heavens shall be shaken. Luke 21, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. So reading all these accounts, the order seems to be that all those signs in the heavens will begin immediately after the tribulation period. They will not end immediately. But in a relatively short period of time, nature will suddenly go haywire. An eclipse of the sun and moon, a supernova of stars, or the falling toward earth of meteors that people will see as stars falling. And all three add that Jesus mentioned the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Now, what powers are in the heavens other than sun, moon, and stars and so on? Well, those are not powers. Those are created things. I believe this powers could be read as demonic powers principalities, the government of Satan, the prince of the power of the air that has long held sway over unsaved earthlings will suddenly be out of control. Darkness will be banished from the realm. Light is on the way. And then the people on earth react in Luke 21 and on the earth distress among nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting from fear and the expectation of the things that are coming upon the world. Now, surely such physical phenomena occur today. People die from anxiety and fear of the future, especially in nations that are under direct attack. Men have always been nervous when they see signs in the heavens. But here will be more breaking of precedent. Here will be an avalanche of signals from space that this world is about to change forever. It's quitting time. The king is coming. 
Of course, unbelievers won't be aware of what is happening and that all this is merely the grand introduction of the rightful ruler of the planet. The few believers that have not been massacred by Antichrist will know what's going on. They are the blessed that Daniel spoke of in his 12th chapter. Read it. And then the second coming. By the way, it's the only coming we have been promised. The only coming that answers the disciples' questions. It's in Matthew 24. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Mark, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Basically the same in Luke. The final sign to look for is the actual coming itself. How will this sign be communicated to the entire planet? Well, now that's a question for first century believers all the way down to just several generations ago. It's not a question for you and me. Worldwide communications have been created for this very thing. Oh, it will be known instantly. And it will be mourned instantly. Instinctively, the people of earth will know what this means. They'll be calling for rocks and mountains to fall on them. Repentance, but too late. As to his coming with the clouds, other major texts that report of his coming mention them. Acts 1.11, 1 Thessalonians 4.17, Revelation 1.7. This is no secret coming. Every eye will see him, Revelation 1.7. The mourning of all the tribes is also mentioned in that verse of John's Apocalypse. Can we talk now? In closing today about the rapture. The rapture? Yeah, I believe in the rapture. Of course I do. I wish they had not put that word in there, but it's in Matthew 24. He will send forth his angels with a great trumpet blast, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. That's the rapture. It's in Mark. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. That's the rapture, Luke 21. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. That's the rapture. Maybe that Luke passage should come first. The heavens go crazy. Jesus appears in the sky. That's the time to look up because you'll be lifted up soon. You'll be looking up, but then you'll be lifted up to be with him in the air and on the earth. Here indeed is the much talked about rapture, the seizing up, that's what the word means, seizing up of the church into the sky after having been gathered from all over the planet and wherever humans are. And this passage meshes perfectly with the other scriptures that talk of his coming but have been hijacked by those who see him secretly coming seven years earlier. Consider for example, the trumpet blast. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. We will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at that last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the trumpet 
of God. You see the trumpet there? It's in all the verses I read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke also. The trumpet, the last trumpet, don't you get it? The second coming and the rapture are the same thing. Do I believe in a rapture? A catching away of the bride to Jesus? Of course, of course. And here it is. Here it is. Angels, trumpets, clouds, catching up, gathering together. That's the rapture. The prophetic utterance is now finished. But Jesus continues the discourse with a series of warnings. Take note. Even though he has been very specific, though he has given clear-cut signs, described in detail the, the events of that day of his coming, he still tells the disciples of every age to watch because they don't know exactly when this series of events is going to start happening. They don't know the exact day, the exact hour. Be ready. This could start at any time, and Jesus could be back relatively very, very soon. We're going to talk about the parable of the fig tree next time and some other parables. Thank you so much for listening, and do look around the site while you're here. We've got 3,300 audios featuring some of the church's great preachers, persecution stories from North Korea in English and Korean, Bible studies on a number of subjects, and a blog. If you desire more fellowship, please consider visiting my YouTube channel known as Pasturelands or buying one of my books at Amazon.com or contacting me at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. And I'll share details of our local ministry, our Saturday evening Zoom meeting for men and our Tuesday noon meeting for men and women. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. This audio is being released to you on June the 2nd, 2022. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.